the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From Talk 910 KNEW San Francisco, this is Rob Black. Rob talks about your money every weekday, live and local, from 10 to noon. Enjoy the show. Live from the Bay Area, your money, your life. This is Rob Black. Students are taking over a UCLA building to protest fee hikes. The story gets more hair on it. I think that's probably the saddest story of the day. Uh, last 24 hours is that our college kids are going to be paying an extra 30% to go to the state of co- state colleges. I think that's insanity. I think the damage done there is, is enormous. And I would look to cut college basketball programs. I would look to cut buildings. I would look to sell land. I would look to anywhere you can to keep the diversity and to keep the, the, the college costs from going up. If you're a parent and your kid, you just had a kid and you see the costs are up 33%. Your kid may not be going to college if, if, if that these kind of levels. I mean, think about it. Do you have an extra forty thousand, like extra ten thousand dollars a year? And if it goes up, what three percent next year? You have an extra three hundred dollars. Did you get a three percent raise? Cost up thirty percent. You didn't get a thirty percent raise in the last year. Your home went down thirty percent. This is not good, and that's about as worked up as I get. <laughs> this is not good. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black Show. Anything you want, hit me. Um, the NFL, the National Football League is out today doing something that I consider almost un-American, but it really teaches you about how much money there truly is in football. The National Football League wants to limit pregame tailgating by fans. Tailgating is American pastime. Otherwise known as, how much beer can I drink before opening kickoff? They want to limit tailgating to three and a half hours. Now, Raider fans, they get there like the day before and start drinking. Raider fans are drinkers. San Francisco fans, they they show up with Susie. It's a little bit different. They got their Bud Lights. Raider fans, they got, you know, Swill and Jen. Anyway, some fans are outraged, but families probably won't like not having to step over, vomit, or being heckled on their way into the stadium. If you're wondering why this story is a financial story, it really shows you the NFL's marketing and image. I can honestly tell you, I don't want to take a kid to an NFL game. I find fans to be rambunctious. I find them to be obnoxious. I find them to, you know, swear and, you know, drop the F word. It's not family entertainment. NFL games are like battlefields now. They're nasty. They're not saying they're number one. They're saying, go F yourself when they when they show you the middle finger. It's tough to explain that to a kid, you know? I prefer hockey. Believe it or not, I think hockey fans are generally pretty well-educated and pretty much so under control. And I know that doesn't sound like the image that you think, but National Football League games, they're, they're, they're tough. I don't much care for that. Anyway... It really shows you the branding that goes on in the National Football League. 
Sony came out this morning, and you know, when you pick stocks, one of the things that you have to pick or one of the things you have to look at is profit margins. And if it's not something you're willing to do, you need to hire someone to do it for you, whether it be a mutual fund manager, an investment advisor, a financial planner. If you're not willing to look at the financials of a company, you shouldn't be buying stocks. Do you know what the margins are for Apple? And if you don't, you shouldn't be owning it, in my opinion. It's, you're, you're playing a game. You're playing cutesy. Cutesy. Or Intel, they make millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of chips, right? How do they make more money? They change their margins from 42 to 43%. They've got very healthy margins of 60, 62% at times, and that's heaven. You sell a million something and you make 1% more money on it? Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. That's a million straight to the bottom line, right? You get the idea. Okay, Um, Sony says they're aiming for 5% profit margins in three years. Sony's struggling. They are really, really struggling. And they're the Apple of the 1990s. In the 1990s, you had to buy any electronics that had to say Sony on it. Otherwise, it was ghetto electronics. Is is me saying the word ghetto, is that politically incorrect? Because if it is, I need to leave radio. 800-345-5639. So Sony says they're aiming for 5%. 3D TVs and lithium-ion batteries for electric vehicles. That's their big thing. Did I just say that? 3D TVs? I don't really... I'm starting to get saturated with technology. I went yesterday to buy that Google Android phone. Found out it's $600 if you don't have the upgrade. And I don't have the upgrade. And you know what? My cell phone works fine. So I was like, I'm going to pass. It's the, it's one of those times in your life where you're going, I'm not being cheap. It's just, unless the thing's going to you know pour me a beer, it ain't all that in a bucket of chicken. It ain't that special. Ooh, you get online fast. Ooh, maybe a girl goes, he's got that slick new phone. Not for $600. So, no way, no how, no shape, no need. To me, and I got into a fight here at the station with our traffic reporter. He's like, I can't save money for retirement. And yet, he's got a phone that costs him a good $200 a month. After you figure out how much it costs, the data plan, the voice plan... The commitment, it's $2,000 a year tied towards, and that's your retirement money. So let me let me give you that example. Remember how I was pulling out the, uh, uh, I was stunning you with my impressive 401k knowledge. Let's say a 30-year-old buys a $166 a month phone, which is about what you're paying ultimately when you're factoring in the, the upfront cost and the commitment to it and the data plan and the everything else. Let's say that person, let's give them a lower tax rate of 28%. Had he been taking advantage of the 401k, let me take out the match because in radio they don't match anything anymore. Your Apple phone when you're 30 years old, by having an Apple iPhone, by having a smartphone, you're basically giving up $285,000 in retirement. If you don't have enough money to put into a 401k, you're giving up $284,000 because you're saying, I have to have an iPhone. That's pretty stunning, right? Do you see how easy it is to save for an iPhone, uh, to, for a nest egg in retirement? It's not that hard. I can totally go away, and I would totally love to go away. I will leave radio if everyone starts a 401k. I told you this, that Hillary Clinton at one point in time talked about mandatory 401ks because Social Security, they're not really taking our Social Security money and, and putting it somewhere. They're They're spending it. It's, 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 it's lunacy. 
if we had a mandatory 401k that was in my name, my account with Fidelity, I would vote for that politician just on that. They can say, we're going to intern um, Filipinos and we're going to put them all to death, but we're going to have mandatory 401ks. I'd go, hmm, I got to think about that one. But I would still vote for that person because that's how messed up our retirement plan is in the United States. That's how backwards we are. You know, other countries have mandatory savings. Why don't we? Well, because our government likes to spend our money. They've kind of got that addiction to it. And they don't know that they have the addiction. That's the, the, the lunatic side of it. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639. Next topic to talk about is the opposite side of the fence. The 30-year-old who has the iPhone, who I'm just trying to say, come on. You don't really need an iPhone. You need a nest egg plan. The other person I want to talk about is the senior citizen. Have you ever heard the phrase, there's no free lunch? One thing that I don't like in the financial industry is they give out free lunches. And people get addicted to them. People think, I can go and I can listen to a salesperson and I'll get a free lunch. It's one of the biggest scams in the the industry. What tends to happen, and if you live in Walnut Creek, you can get a free lunch every single day because all the financial firms are out there. What tends to happen with these quote-unquote free lunches is they get a pretty good restaurant. They get like an L&N seafood. You know, they spend the money on it. But it, it, it's kind of a financial scam because what they're doing is they're not going to give you a $20 lunch for free. They're going to give you a $20 lunch they can sit in front of you and tell you how great their product is. Whether it's a loaded mutual fund that's going to you know, cost you 3 4 5% or whether it's an annuity that's going to get them 9% of your lump sum money. And here's the kicker. They know that's not, that's, that sales pitch of honesty is not going to be enough. So what they're going to do is they're going to tout the benefits. They're not going to show you the negatives. Every product has a plus and a minus. There is no right answers in, in money. There's compromise. There really is. I like index funds because they're the less, they have the less evil tied to them. So 78% of Americans age 55 or older are concerned about financial scams. It's the free lunch one. Right now, nearly 6 million Americans 55 and older have actually attended a free lunch or dinner in the past three years. Did you, I, is that right? 6 million senior citizens are going to this crap? I don't like the sales pushes in the financial industry, whether it be the stock side of it or the insurance side of it. I do not like it, and it's sad and it's pathetic. And please, ladies and gentlemen, say no to the free lunch. Coming up, I'm going to be talking with David in San Jose about 401Ks, 800-345-5639. It's the Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. You're listening to Rob Black, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Black Show, a show dedicated to getting you to retirement. If i got to drag you kicking and screaming to it, I will. I want you to have some level of, mm, what is the word, pride, some level of decency, some level of not eating cat food in retirement. It's going to get worse for a lot of us. Social Security was actually a pretty good deal 10, 20, 30 years ago. People were able to do with it. It's not keeping up. More and more Americans are going to hit poverty. And sadly, I love women. Sadly, it's going to be the women who are hit hardest in poverty later in years. 
800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. It's David in San Jose. David? Yeah, Rob, good morning. Morning. Yeah, you know what, I've got a question here. Um, for the past five years, I've been part of a 401k. <laughs> I've been investing uh, 5% of my income uh, annually. Yep. Um, but at one point, I kind of push everything out to, towards the bond section because I was losing all the money I was investing. Sure. Uh, at this time, I'm 44. What do you recommend for me to do so I can get a bigger uh, return? Stop trying to time the market. So it's the, it's the best thing that I can say is if you can get greed and fear out of it and expose your stocks, at your, your cash to the right assets for the right period of time, I think that's going to win a lot more battles than you trying to be right. Asset allocation. To me, equity diversification is more important than market timing. So uh, I don't know. I'd I'd have to see what choices are in your 401k. Hopefully you've got some low-cost choices, some passive mutual funds, uh, something like a total stock market index, um, some international value. Uh, I I don't know what you got. Yeah, I've got some international value. I'd stay away from the word aggressive. I would stay away from it. So I would stay away from, you know, capital appreciation. I think you want growth and income. To me, that the story that is best relatable is the, the tortoise and the hare, is that a lot of people on Wall Street say, ooh, I'm, I'm the rabbit, I'm the rabbit, I'm better than him, I'm faster than him, I know more than him, I'm better than him, I'm better than him. Uh, and they, they dance around and they, they don't realize that it's expensive to do that. And it costs a lot in marketing, it costs a lot in management fees, and it costs a lot to get that you know, nice suit in the, the ivory tower, so to speak. Um, I prefer just good old-fashioned market returns. I like small cap, mid cap, large cap. I like value. I like a little bit of growth. Um, I like international. Right now, if you were to put a gun to my head and say you can choose one place to invest all your money for the rest of your life, uh, would it be in an Asia fund excluding Japan or would it be in the United States? Right now, I would say an Asia fund um, excluding Japan. But realistically, I'd say Pull the trigger because I want both. Um, so, I, okay. go ahead. I was going to ask you one, one last thing. Um, sure. Um, the company doesn't match uh, whatever I invest. Yep. Um, I'm kind of setting aside some savings as well. Okay. Uh, would you recommend for me to set money aside on the savings or increase my deductions for the uh, 401k? I personally like the 401k in the state of California because we have high taxes everywhere we go. Everywhere we go. Um, I'm not going to retire in the state of California. Um, I'm going to retire you know, in Tahoe. Um, I'm going to come to California, a 10-minute little trip right across the, the, the lake, so to speak. Our taxes are just insane here. So if you're going to put money on the side, you've been taxed by the United States government 33% roughly. You get taxed by the state of California 9.5%. So right there, the dollar that you're saving on the side is only, what? what's that at that point in time, 68 cents? No, um, 58 cents. So your dollar is kind of impotent, whereas my dollar in the 401k is kind of studly. Um, it's it's never been taxed. It's, it's, it's virginal. Okay, I, I get it. So market goes down 40%. I don't care because I didn't pay taxes on that money. Now, the market goes down 40% in retirement. Uh-oh, I did something. I, didn't, I wasn't properly diversified because in retirement, you don't have the time to come back. All right. I got you. Well, thanks for the advice, Rob. Yeah, I hope that helped in some way, shape, or form. So 
800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Now, you know, I'm telling you that I'm going to do this holiday show coming up. I mean, you're really, really going to want to sit around the, 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 the dinner table on Thanksgiving and listen to me. Because I'm going to put together some just some sweet, sweet ideas, some investments, some mutual funds, some individual stocks. I'm going to give it, I'm going to pour my heart out. I'm going to record this Monday afternoon, uh, and it, it won't go on air except for the holidays. So I'm, I'm going to demand that you pay attention to me and not your family because that's where my ego is. One of the stocks that I'm looking at is a company called Amazon.com, and I, I'm I'm having a trouble deciding between Walmart because they're the Uber discounter of the world and Amazon.com. Now, Amazon.com, something that I like about them, I don't like them at this current price. I want a correction. What did he just say? I don't like them at this price. I want a correction. I know. Yeah, that's what I said. I want the stock to fall. I think their business model is one of the best on the internet. I trust them. I trust retailers who do business with them because I'm assuming Amazon has, you know, kind of fleshed them out a little bit and it just isn't letting them, you know, they don't sell everything. They will let me, let's say if I come up with a great, you know, storefront and I'm going to sell what, like, let's say I sell Rob's, Rob Black toupees. They're going to let me sell toupees at their site. So when you're at Amazon.com and you type in toupee, you'll see the Amazon toupees and you'll see the Rob Black toupees. I trust Amazon in transactions. It's a goofy as hell thing to say, but if I need music, I can go to iTunes or I can go to Amazon. I'm not going anywhere else. I'm not sure that those credit cards haven't been breached. I'm not sure that that's a, a real company. I'm a little bit more cautious in my secondary and tertiary websites that I do business with. Amazon's going to be around the day I die. I think it's a solid business model. I think it's fantastic for shopping for prices. And in the state of California, if you can get a, uh, if you can get a company that's, uh, that you're doing business with, like, say, in Idaho, you're not paying state taxes. Sweet. Now, of course, I report that to the IRS each and every year or the state tax board. Of course I do, because that's what you're supposed to do. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Let's go to Brenda in South San Francisco. Brenda. Hi. Thanks Hi. for taking my call. Sure. Um, I'm, um, I, my question is, I'm 47 years old. I have $100,000 in a 401k plan. A house that I'm 18 years into a 30-year mortgage, and that's really where I'm at. So right now my house is rented. I'm living in another location for free, and I'm planning on taking off next year um, to go sailing around the world. And so my question is, the 401K that I have now with my employer, I'm going to have to take that out. What is the best way to find out what to roll that into? And I, I just heard the previous caller First and foremost, I never ever recommend what you're doing um, because right at age 50, you suddenly become, you find it's tougher to get a job. So I'd be very, very cautious leaving a a well-paying job at this point in time. Um, At this point, you've basically spent 75% of your life to get a house in a hundred thousand dollars. Do you have the sailing adventure financed or were you asking if you can tap the 401k for it? No, it's financed. Okay. Okay. So what I would do if you're, since you're leaving the business, since you're leaving the company, you can leave it with that company. If you're comfortable with where it is, that's not a problem. 
it's probably not going to be another WorldCom. It's a 401k. If it is a war, another WorldCom where it collapses, they can't take your 401k from you. They can't take the assets that are inside of it. So if you really like where it is, keep it there. If you don't like where it is, call Fidelity, pick up the phone, 800-FIDELITY, and say, hey, I'm 47 years old. I'm Brenda. I got $100,000 in my 401k. I'd like to roll it over. And they'll say, Brenda, let us hold your hand. What's your age? What's your social security number? And they'll, they'll fill out the forms for you. They'll send you a rollover form that's uh, beautiful, and they'll say, sign here. And they take it. They really take good care of you at Fidelity. I like Fidelity and Vanguard. I would not roll it over to a mutual fund family other than Fidelity or Vanguard. I would not let my enemy roll it over to a mutual fund company other than Fidelity or Vanguard. There's some other good ones out there. T. Rowe Price. I have no problem with T. Rowe Price, but I only have so many words in my mouth, so I, I try to limit them. Um, that's what I would do with the rollover. Again, I would be very cautious leaving this job market at your age um, because I'd like to see – well, you've got a good amount of assets. You're 100000 if you invest it just in a diversified portfolio – and you get historical market returns, that'll be 200000 by the time you're, you know, what, 55-ish. It'll be about 400000 by the time you're hitting retirement. And 400000 is not enough to retire on for most people. Now, your home, your real estate, it might be worth a, a, a bundle. How much is your home worth? Um, well, 500000 Is it is 500 in equity? Five hundred, um, no, no. Right now, there, there's one hundred fifty thousand dollars in equity in the home as with market prices today. Okay, so you're looking at a retirement of about four hundred thousand dollars plus one hundred fifty in equity that you'll maybe want to sell and move to a cheaper state. Um, and I don't know if you have a spouse, and I don't know if there's anything else out there. But you're only going to have about ten years left of work when you get back from the sailing trip. So be careful. My instinct says keep working right now, and maybe do the the sailing trip when you're sixty when you retire. I'd almost flip those around, but you're in your peak earning years now, and I just cringe. But again, I'm on the conservative side, so I'm sorry about that, Brenda. 47 years old, you got a lot of energy. I like that. <laughs> you're a young 47. 800-345-5639. Coming up, I'm going to talk about a stock with Will in San Jose. We're going to go over the financials. We're going to go over good idea, bad idea. Throughout Black Show, 9, 10 a.m., more stimulating talk. Ahead at noon, Glenn Beck. Now, Rob Black. 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Some dope smokers having a good day. Giants ace Tim Lincecum just won his second National League Cy Young Award in a row, becoming the first repeat winner since Randy Johnson back in 99-2002. He led the league with 261 strikeouts. That's crazy. You know what I like watching about Tim Lincecum? He loves the game. He loves the game. He smiles a lot. He He's happy. He's young. He's energetic. Maybe it's because I'm starting to age. I like looking at young people and going, mm, it's good to see that passion. So congratulations. Go out to San Francisco Giants and Tim Lincecum. And you know what? Maybe it's not congratulations to the Giants because his contract's coming up and he's going to make some do-re-mi with those kind of credentials. Let's go to Will in San Jose. Will? Hey, how's it going, Rob? Love the show. Good. Thanks for uh, calling. Hey, um, I had a question about a, uh, about a company, a ticker symbol, uh, S-H-O-R. Um, they they look pretty good on paper. I mean, they've got uh, you know over a hundred million in the bank. Um, 
tons of other great stuff going on. And, uh, I mean, they do PBXs, um, you know, phone systems for, for companies. And I've seen recently a lot of the big guys like uh, Nortel, Avaya, um, you know, Avaya bought Nortel. They're carrying a huge amount of debt. Um, and these guys kind of seem like they're the sort of the next guy in line. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm kind of wondering. Do you work, well, do you what, work like, for the company? Um, yeah, yeah, I do. Okay. I do. Do you think I'm Kreskin? Like, how did I know that? <laughs> <laughs> Sunnyvale, California. I was just I was taking a shot at it. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I kind of caught you on that one, but that's okay. Um, let me talk a little bit about it. And since you work for the company, the stock is going to have a lot more risk. Right. Because right now the company's paying your, your mortgage. They're paying your car. They're paying your baby support. They're paying for your Niners tickets. They're, you know, they're, they're, everything in your life comes through that company in some way, shape, or form. So if the CEO jumps up on a bell tower and starts you know, sniping young kids at UCLA, you're screwed. Yeah. So, And I don't want you to own too much of the stock because of that. Are you getting a, a discount on it? Well, I mean, I've got um, you know, just about everything that I have is, was pretty much free. I mean, I've been with the company okay. close to the beginning. Oh, good. So and, you got a lot of stock options. Yeah, and, you know, just... My curiosity is peaking the way that the way that things are kind of going. I'm like, well, it's, you know, it's, it's hovering around six, and kind of wondering if I should get up while I actually have a chance or well, not. Keep, keep in know? mind, you're going to know a lot more about the company than I do. Yeah. Um, small cap companies are easy as pie for you to follow, not so easy for me to follow. The company hasn't had the best two years. It kind of collapsed back in uh, 2008, yeah. and it's slowly rebuilding. Um, have they fixed the problem that caused them to, to collapse? Yeah, you know, I think they have. Um, but they've, they look like they've tried to take the company in a, in, a, in a bit of a different direction. I mean, I'm a low guy on the totem pole, you know. Okay. I'm kind of down in the trenches, you know, trenching away at my job and all. But, um, you know, but they look like they've fixed a lot of things, put the company in a new direction, doing a lot of really what appears to be, you know, um, forward-thinking, um, smart business decisions. Yeah. But then again, on the other hand, you know, it's it's a tough economic climate. I mean, not a, a lot of people out there want to buy phone systems right now. Right. And uh, you're right. Maybe it could be, you know, nice acquisition fruit for someone like, let's say, Cisco or someone like right. HP um, or someone like IBM. Or if Cisco does something, then maybe HP will respond by picking you guys up. Um, you're talking about the company that a lot of people can understand was Lucent's uh, spinoff of Avaya. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they, they, the phone that's right in front of me, it says ITT on it. It's one of those kind of things. Yeah, um, yeah. So here, let me talk a little bit about it. And I'm going to ultimately throw it down to you because you know better than I um, in this scenario, particularly um, if it's a lot of money, I'd start to diversify it. I would have no more than 5% of my total net worth in any one company. Just too much risk. Um, their protocol demands utilizing the Internet for telecommunications. That's Shortel's protocol. Yep. The company provides internet um, IP-based telephony equipment for businesses, government agencies, schools. Um, cust- company's customers have included City of Oakland, um, Robert Half International, uh, Sega, um, Wedbush Morgan, which is a big investment bank. Um, so it, it's nice. There's one shareholder who owns a lot, Crosspoint and Venture Partners, and that always worries me because if they say we're cashing out, um, that's going to put a lot of salmon swimming downstream when you're wanting to swim up the stream. Um, recently, the quarter looks pretty good. It was a break-even quarter. They got a lot of cash, like you said. I would talk to the, some of the people in sales and, and find out, you know, is their phone ringing and or not. Um, 
you know, at a downsizing, if you hear like people are going to get fired, not necessarily a bad thing, as long as they're, you know, not burning through cash, taking a look at the finances, that's something that I pulled up ever so briefly. And when you said that they're doing well, they got a lot of cash on hand. It's good because last year they lost $11 million. So $100 million would last 10 years, roughly, if you get the idea. Um, they have to show at some point in time profit margins. Um, 2007 was a better year. They made $97 million in revenue, but they made $6 million in earnings. And then 2008, they made $2.5 million in earnings on more revenue. So the margins went down. This is not a very lucrative business to be in as far as uh, there's a lot of hardware cost. And hardware is a lot more expensive than software. You know, Microsoft, they make Windows Vista. They print it a bazillion times. Uh, the first couple times, uh, it's expensive because you have to pay those engineers to create the software. The last couple times, it's basically all bottom line because those engineers have been well paid. Whereas with hardware, you have costs to manufacture it in China or Mexico or wherever it's being manufactured at each and every single day. So there's a true cost, a harder cost, so to speak. Um, I can't get wildly excited by the company. Um, you haven't put a case in front of me that says, ooh, I must buy it. It looks like it's turning around, and that's why the stock has recently moved from 4 to $6.00. Uh, taking a look at expectations, no one really follows the company, so it's kind of like the invisible man. You're not going to hear someone on CNBC, like Ken Fisher, you're not going to hear Ken Fisher go, ooh, this sure tell. This is a, a must-own because it's under his radar. It's a tiny company. Um, and that was a tip of the hat to Ken Fisher, uh, who's mad at me for slamming his sales force. Um, let's see. Yeah, I, I find no analysts following it. So like, I was looking at the expectations for next year. And I, I don't see anything. And I'm kind of a quant guy, Will. I really need to see numbers to fall in love with something. Um, so I, I, I got to ultimately pass and say, this one's yours, but don't let it be more than 5% of your net worth. Right. So thanks for the call. Excellent. Right. Yep. Thanks, Rob. Absolutely. Interesting story today. Gold. Why do you hear so many people talking about gold? Well, gold is one of the biggest payoffs in radio. I can make a relationship with a gold company and get 30% markups. I can get a big fat... You remember Kim Commando in the first hour? Kim Commando was talking about how AOL, every time someone used to sign up under AOL and entered the the name Commando, she got 20 bucks. So she got a referral fee for every time someone would sign up. Same thing with gold. Gold's not a good investment. Gold is a great hedge. Gold doesn't have a job. Gold doesn't look good in a bikini. Gold. There's no purpose for gold. It's not going to go out and, and make more money. It's, it's a great hedge if you're wealthy and the economy goes to hell in a handbasket. Well, you got a hard asset, and that's nice. But you know what? <laughs> if the economy goes to hell in a handbasket and you know people are raping people in the streets and shooting people and there's, there's fires and there's, you know, students are locking themselves up in, in buildings demanding that uh, pay goes, not pay, but cost of school goes lower, tuition goes lower, not higher, up 30% in the state of California. That's insanity. But anyway, gold ain't going to do you a lot of good there. What's going to do you a lot of good is a shotgun to stop people from coming in your home. So a lot of the value that people put in gold, I don't even see it. But it's a great hedge. It is a, I prefer copper. I prefer oil as a great hedge. I prefer artwork as an alternative investment to gold. Gold doesn't float my boat. Copper floats my boat. My boat out there in the San Francisco Bay floating right there on copper. So gold demand actually fell 34% in the third quarter. Ooh, gold demand. So you know how everything on Wall Street works on supply and demand? I think gold can get to 1200 I think it can get to 1250 if we get kind of crazy. 
I own some copper and I'm doing better than gold. That's all I have to say about that. Coming up, Joyce. We're going to talk inflation and I-bonds. Ooh, that ought to be fun and sexy inflation. It's Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Ahead at noon, Glenn Beck. Now, Rob Black. 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Online sent out an email to their employees. The email goes, you've got mail. Employees opened it up and they found out that about a third of them are going to be losing their jobs. It's going to be a voluntary layoff program and then they're going to shut them down. They're going to get to the number that they need to. AOL employs about 6,900 people, so they're going to cut 2,300 people. That's a lot of people. When I see that, I go, ooh, that's bad for real estate. Because 2,300 people, 66% of them typically have a mortgage. I go, ooh, that's bad for real estate. Do you see how my mind always works in these sick, sick ways? And I go, ooh, that's good for the company. AOL's going to be spun off, and it's going to be a stock spinoff. So you're going to have a chance to buy an internet company in a couple weeks. And you know what? We're going to like it. Because by cutting 2,300 people, they save $300 million a year in cost. So it's leaner. It would be like you. Hmm. You want to go to the big ball, right? And you're saying, I got a gut. I'm just flabby. I'm out of shape. Now, you can work on it and, and, and take six months to get into shape, or you'd have the doctor suck out 60 pounds of fat. You're going to be a lot leaner for that ball. So it's going to be leaner for the ball when they come public, and Wall Street goes, ooh, that's what that's all about. You've got mail. You've lost your job. Let's get a phone call. Let's go to Joyce in Santa Clara. Hello, Rob. Hi. Oh, hi. Um, I wanted to ask you something. Um You've helped me uh, with uh, other other questions that I've had in the past. I wanted to know uh, if we should, my husband and I, should sell our I-bonds that we bought at Wells Fargo. Yeah, the one thing that I can't do specifically is give specific advice. I give second opinions. So my second opinion is that you're not going to see a lot of inflation. An I-bond is there to protect against inflation. It keeps up with the rate of inflation. In theory, although some people would say it's kind of bogus because it's consumer price index. It's not, you know, college cost inflation. College costs are up 33%. Um, You know, so it's not truly a protector. I don't see a lot of inflation right now. I would think that if we don't see inflation for a while, zero coupon bonds, muni bonds, or Ginny May bond funds would be a better source of short-term money. Now, again, that's short-term money until inflation comes back. Um, With that said, I am seeing some inflation on the wholesale level, but not on the consumer level. So companies are feeling a little bit of it, but not passing it on to you and me yet. I think you will know that we have inflation, um, either by listening to this show about three months before the Federal Reserve starts raising the interest rates. But they're a good indicator. The Federal Reserve, their job is to fight inflation. And what they've done is lowered interest rates, lowered interest rates, lowered interest rates, because there's no inflation. So when you lower interest rates, the cost of money is cheap. And let's say you want to start a business and you want to aggregate radio shows and you want to get the best radio shows out there. Well, right now, the cost of money is cheap. So you go to the bank and you say, Mr. Bank, I got this great business idea. Give me some money. 
And they'll say, not a problem. That's a pretty good business idea. So there's, and then you go out and you hire a couple people and you get some salespeople and the salespeople, you know, they need to look sexy. So they go out and they spend money on, on clothes and then the cost of clothes go up because the cost of cotton has gone up because we don't have enough water on this planet to, to do the cotton. Like it just, it's kind of crazy, but the federal reserve should see it maybe three months too late, but that's okay. You don't have to be perfect in timing inflation. Um, as long as you stay, you know, keep your ear close to the game. I don't see a lot of inflation right now, so I would have to pass on it. Um, but that's, again, me. Um, and there was some really wonky stuff. There was some really wonky stuff about a year ago where, where Treasury Inflation Protected Securities really moved up high on expectation that the lower interest rates were going to create inflation. But the higher unemployment has kind of sapped a little bit of demand out there. So maybe when you start seeing jobs created, you want to get in a little early, that would be the the moment. But uh, again, by all means, you should consult a broker advisor before taking action on any stocks mentioned on the shoe. Let's go to Jim in Petaluma. How are you, Jim? Hello. Go ahead. Okay. Um, you were talking to someone like a, a game girl last week uh-huh. and something about uh, one of the modern warfare video games has uh, night vision goggles with it or something. Right. Is there any way I can locate that? I've been trying to find it on the Internet and I can't find it. Yeah, Google Modern Warfare 2. Yeah. Night vision goggles. Okay. So it's, 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 it's I think it's, um, it's kind of like one of those, um, limited editions. So uh-huh. I don't think they're out. I think you could probably still find them. And I'm sure a lot of gamers are selling theirs on eBay if you really want them. Oh, okay. You can find night vision goggles, by the way, on, on eBay if you really, really want them. Oh, you mean the real ones? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, but this is not. This is something that was supposed to come with the game, wasn't it? It comes with the game, but it's it's again it's a limited edition, so it's going to be a little bit more expensive. Oh, okay. Why are All you right. are you thinking about becoming a sniper or something, Jim? <laughs> no, I just um, my girlfriend's son is uh, interested. He likes to play games, and I was, you know, maybe thinking about getting it for him for Christmas. It's an it's a violent video game, Modern Warfare Two. Well, he's almost forty years old. So, hold on, your wife's kid is forty years old and my plays girlfriend, my girlfriend's kid. And he's 40 years old? Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. It's he, If he plays video games, he probably already knows about it and probably already has it. Well, no, I, I tried to clue him in on it, and he looked for it, and he couldn't find it either. Huh. A little bit, so... Uh, uh, you won't have any problem finding it. It's Modern Warfare 2, uh, night vision goggles. Okay, well, thanks a lot, Rob. So, thanks for the call, Jim. That's kind of interesting. And by the way, I had Gamer Girl on, and I, her and I had this crazy chemistry where if I was 10 years younger... Oh, that's all I'll say. And I don't even know how old she is. She's one of those girls that could have been 40 or she could have been 20. But we talked about video games, but we weren't really talking about video games. We were just chatting at each other. It was was intriguing radio. Let's go to John and Campbell. John? Hey, Rob. Yeah, I'm wondering about uh, Brown Foreman and how, uh, if you think it's uh, better or worse than Diageo. Uh, I like the booze stocks. And uh, there's a small dividend with Brown Foreman. But uh, I just like your opinion on that. Yeah, what's the ticker? Uh, Brown Foreman's BF, right? I yeah, and then it has like a dash A or a dash B, which I don't understand. There's A shares and there's B shares. Oh, okay. Um, and one may give you a slightly better dividend. One may not let you vote. Is how A shares yeah. and B shares typically play out. Yeah, let me take a look at Brown Foreman for you. Um, and then I, if I get time, I'll do Diageo. But one thing I don't want to do is promise that because sure. that could be pretty hideous radio listening to. Nonstop talk after talk about booze. Um, Brown Foreman, um, Christmas party gets out of control. You have Brown Foreman to thank for it because it's all about the booze. It's all about the colored liquor, so to speak. Uh, 
they've got 30 mid priced to super premium brands. They got Jack Daniels. They got Canadian Mist. They got Finlandia. They got Southern Comfort. They got wine like Fetzer and Corbel. Um, Jack Daniels, clearly the leading brand for them. This is a pure bullet shot play. It is a pure bullet shot play on booze, on hardcore liquor. Um, 2.2% dividend yield. That's not unattractive. Let's take a look at something real quick. Here's a stock that I can get behind, and it may even make it onto my Rob Black Top 25 Christmas list, stock list that you really shouldn't buy. Consult a broker advisor for taking action on any stocks mentioned. Back in 1985, when we were listening to, what were we listening to in 85? Maybe, no, Bon Jovi still wasn't out then. Oh, good God. We were probably listening to... Um, Spando Ballet. Spando Ballet. That's a good pull. I'll give that one to you. Um, I was thinking Culture Club, but they're kind of getting old for that that time. So anyway, I'm totally digressing. 1985, the stock was $2.60. Five years later, $9.90. Five years later, $13.20. Five years later, eh, $22. Now, that was the 90s. That was the go-go 90s. So from 2000 to 2005, it jumps to 43. In the last five years, it hasn't done anything. It's gone from 43 to 48. That's the worst five years out of the last 25 years. I like the company. I like the dividend. It makes a lot of sense for investing in sin. Do you think we're going to continue to drink? I do. Um, will we continue to smoke? I think so, too. I would consider Philip Morris over Altry. Altry is the U.S. version. Philip Morris is the international version of cigarettes. Uh, now, let me pull up Diageo ever so quickly and give you the slight difference between the two. Brown Foreman, hardcore liquor play. Whereas Diageo is a little bit more into beer. They got the Guinness Stout, the Harp Lager, the Johnny Walker Scotch, uh, Jose Cuervo, Tangeray Gin, Smirnoff Vodka. Um, but they're beer, wine, and spirits too. They're they're pretty good bullet shot into that. Um, I have no problem with either company. Diageo has a better dividend than Brown Foreman. And let me pull up a chart on Diageo. And again, you have to get over the fact that alcohol ruins people's lives. Um, the last 25 years, Brown Foreman's had a much better, much better move than Diageo. Um, whoops. Well, that's that's because they haven't been around for 25 years. They were incorporated in 98 is the latest data that I can pull out for them. So it, it's comparable. Um, I'd say buy them both. Get some diversification. Diageo is a $42 billion company. Let me see what Brown Foreman is. Brown Foreman, give me a second. This is bad radio. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Brown Foreman's only a $7.4 billion. So the smaller of the two is Brown Foreman. I tend to like Brown Foreman because uh, if I had to put a gun between one or the other, I'm going to go with the smaller of the two, even though the smaller of the two has the smaller dividend of the two. The bigger one has, they're both good. I'm going to be quite honest with you, John. Um, they're both hot. They're both sexy. So thanks for the call. And again, what I find about hot and sexy about them Consistent. Neither one of them is like 40% revenue growth. Neither one of them is swimming in debt. Um, but they're sexy to me. You know, sometimes in stocks, it's, it's different than, than in women's underwear. In women's underwear, less is sexy. You know, big granny panties, not sexy. But to me, consistency and coverage and safety that granny panties offer is a sexy stock. So I don't know if that makes any sense at all. And you probably think I've totally lost my mind. And I probably have, but I don't like sexy when it comes to stocks. I don't like a lot of sizzle. Now, again, I can do the sizzle with the best of them. I will go head-to-head with any analyst out there. I'll pick 10 stocks for two years, and I'll, I'll thump them. 
I got no problem having cocky, arrogant swagger, but holy mackerel, I'm trying to help you guys. It's the Rob Black Show, heard only on 910 AM. More stimulating talk from Rob Black. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.